Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Greetings, Mr. Mellard. Well, hello, Mr. Benson. <laughs> uh, I forgot. Is there any uh, vomiting? Does anybody vomit in the disappearance of Toby Blackwood? No, there is no vomiting. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think I didn't, on it, but no. I didn't think there was, but it's just that every movie lately seems to have it. And really, the NTV is just too much of it. I get that it's dramatic for someone to be sick and they like to show it. They like to, you know, put a tube uh, down on the side of their face and, you know, have a bunch of pea <laughs> soup shoot out. But uh, it's disgusting and there's too much of it. And uh, what does this have to do with today's guest? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he likes pea soup. No, I just, uh, it's just been on my mind. But he is a very funny comedian, Chris Fairbanks, who is, who do you think's known Chris Fairbanks longer, you or me? Oh, that's tough. We, it might be around the same time. I might know him, maybe. I don't know. He moved out to LA when I started doing comedy. So it could be you. Yeah, might be. Uh, but he's in Texas right now. He was. I think he's probably back in L.A. right now. Oh, okay. Okay. We just did some shows together. Had a good time. Oh, I see. I know you ran into him that he was there for a, a second because he did like two different cities. Yeah, Houston and Austin. We actually rang in the New Year, did a New Year's show together. <laughs> oh, did you kiss at midnight? <laughs> Something. <laughs> um. Speaking of dates and times, it's Thursday, January 12th, 2023. Let's go to work. Hello, Chris Fairbanks. Man, that was a high octane thrash metal theme song right like if you were down or you know if you were sad or tired you'd probably you know it perks you right up yeah well or if right as it started playing someone broke into my apartment and said right now it's go time you and me are fighting i've been mad at you for 10 years i would have kicked his ass <laughs> doug we have to find a professional fighter who needs some walk-on music. 
they all have oh their God. they all have their stupid song, especially if we could find a guy named Doug. It's uh, gotta be a fighter named Doug, in, right? In the UFC and just you know, just get to him and say, Hey, you know, just play our song. It'll really help us out. It'll do nothing for you. <laughs> yeah, do you there's mind? Lots of, <laughs> there's lots of bangers out there for you to choose from. <laughs> but the only uh, catch is you can't go by the cage killer anymore. You gotta go by your given name of Doug. Is that yeah? Is that okay? <laughs> just Doug. There's got to be some fighters in the UFC named Doug just because, you know, there's probably some kids who have to learn to fight because their name is Doug. Um, Where are you at, Chris? Are you in California? I am. I've just uh, been back a couple days and uh, I was in Houston. It was weird. You know how Houston has the rain, the type of rain where it floods and everything turns to a river. And then I came to L.A. and it was like that for the first time in 20 years. Yeah, it, it does seem like it's been a long since, long time since we've had a lot of, you know, flooding everywhere. I mean, there's certain areas, you know, you'll see on the news flood rescues pretty much every every winter or every time it rains. But yeah, it's been biblical, as they say. Bear, of, I saw a car uh, try and gun it through a puddle and he just floated sideways for a minute. And then and then the wheels touched and he drove off. It was surreal. I actually saw oh. a car. A car turned to a boat, and it was a nice BMW, one of those hybrid sports cars. Yeah, it was so Ooh. lucky to get out of it. That moment you're floating must just be like, oh, okay, is that what's happening here? Is I yeah. need to get the fuck out of this car? <laughs> I, I, I just remembered I'm not James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is not going to turn. My tuxedo is not going to turn into a wetsuit. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a scary scary business but fun for you to get the rain in both places did was flying a huge pain in the neck getting back and forth uh i i was i'm great on flights i just sleep like a little baby even if i'm in the middle seat and uh so i didn't i do believe i got sick though i i uh took a COVID test and there is a line even though i'm not feeling anything so i'm just hanging out in my apartment knowing that I might be a threat to others. Uh, oh, no. So I think I got sick on the plane. But uh, Really? Yeah, I sleep with my mouth open and tilted towards my neighbor. <laughs> this is this is breaking news. I, yeah, we chatted I, um, before the show began. You didn't say I'm sitting here with COVID. Well, that's the thing is in the past I've had it and it, <laughs> it it's knocked me out for a few days because I'm triple... Uh, not that I'm here to do a commercial for the vaccine. Mm-hmm. I've had three boosters, and I cannot tell that uh, I ha- I have it right now. They should Usually. do ads for those free ex- vaccines. You know, they really aren't making <laughs> they aren't making enough free freeness. I have so many <laughs> Pfizer and Moderna residuals coming in; it would make your head spin. <laughs> but I that, mean, can you believe it? Get, could you imagine being in a commercial for something like that? It'd probably run for years. Oh yeah, that. Oh man, I shouldn't have stopped doing commercials. Did you ever do a (laughs) seasonal one? Did you ever do a Christmas, Halloween, Easter, anything like that commercial? I did a Burlington Coat Factory commercial (laughs) where I uh, come out and my wife had just come in from the BF and she didn't just buy coats. She had a whole laundry list and she said it very rapidly. 
And then, uh, and then she said, and then I got this and this for our guests. And then I'm like, what guests? And when you know, <laughs> right then the doorbell rings and you hear holiday cheer and I don't look happy in the face. I am right. Whoever it is, it's probably in-laws. Oh, her parents. Yeah. Yeah. It's people she in-laws. works with something that's a nightmare. Oh, you have to sit there. Just a gaggle of library secretaries. <laughs> And my yeah, abusive right. father-in-law <laughs> who hits me. <laughs> and, and the bed already is covered in coats. And nobody's even arrived yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the longer. They had to cut the commercial down to 30 seconds. So a lot of the plot points got cut out. But uh, uh, yeah, so I did. Did, did that, did, so did you get residuals for multiple years? Did they, did they like bring the commercial back out when Christmas came around again? Oh, yeah. Good question. I don't know if I've (laughs) ever had because I'm thinking I don't know that I've ever had one that uh, came back out the next year. Like I did a tax season commercial for H&R Block and I really had my fingers crossed because it was a funny one. That was one that I actually (laughs) enjoyed, like uh, the director of baskets uh, was the director. And so it was well done. And I'm like, oh, they're going to run that again. But that changed my year. That's one H&R Block just for the two months that people worry about tax reporting. Uh, right. Yeah. And and, then, and just then, that two months, including the Super Bowl, uh, it, it played. Ooh. So my oh, year was just one. like, oh, man, I got a Corvette and fancy glasses. No, I didn't really buy anything, but <laughs> it made my year better. So I was really hoping yeah. that that would play again, but it didn't. Yeah, they, you know, H&R Block is one of those that seems like uh, you come up with a new, a new campaign next year instead yeah, of yeah. just trotting out the old one. But Yeah, I, that's exactly what happened. You're right what on would the you money, do? Doug. What would you do, Chris Fairbanks, if, mm-hmm. uh, how would you feel if you became like a Flo or a Doug and his emu? Like, what if, if you became a recurring character in a right. commercial and then that became your... Your whole life, would you do you think that would be frustrating to you or think you'd, you'd be happy that you, you, I, you have job based, security? Yeah, based on the jealousy I have, having had a, a second a callback for the emu guy, <gasps> uh, really? I was in there. What? Yeah, and I knew <laughs> what a big campaign it was. And I, of course, was thinking about Flo, who that <laughs> I forget, Stephanie is her name, maybe? yeah, Stephanie Courtney. Yeah, uh, like Tig, when I lived with Tig, she was like, oh, she's a funny, like, sketch actor that does characters. And now she, and this was years ago. She's like, yeah, she has three houses. So it is hard to, you know, that kind of security. But no, I don't want to be recognized as the guy with the emu. What if I was that guy? Well, that guy... That guy, I've, I've, you know, I figured out his name, but I, nobody I know knows him. Like, I have no, I can't get to him because we, you know, we would love to have someone, you know, we've had a few people who have portrayed Doug uh, on screen, but he right. is like, really, like, people probably call him Doug when they see him, you know? He is real Dougie. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a real Doug. I mean, he's stuck with it just like us. So we had the <laughs> emu on, but the emu is a terrible guest. So, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Just kind of pecks at the microphone, huh? <laughs> yeah, awful. Well, yeah, I mean, we assume we didn't, the camera wasn't even on, and, uh, you know, we couldn't, uh, we couldn't tell what the emu was doing the whole time. Yeah. I personally think that that, that fee we paid was a ripoff, and that uh, <laughs> there was never an emu because even if there was one, he wouldn't have said anything. Yeah, and they always promise have a wrangler to like, because they're kind of intimidating once they're at your podcast. But they, because they're like an angry sock puppet. You don't realize an emu's eyeballs are bigger than our eyeballs, although their head is just like a, you know, tennis ball sized. So when they come into your face, Martha and I drove, have you ever been to Noah's <laughs> Land, uh, Mellard? No. It's near Austin. It, you just drive through and there's zebras and, and bears and little pigs running around with the bears. It's a bunch of animals that should not be in the <laughs> same course. fence together. Yeah. So there's ligers and and you know tiger lions and and then these these kind of uh you know the it's a refuge for tigers apparently but they have all these animals and you go in with feed and drive through and emus stick their head in <sighs> so I've had an emu like eating out of my hand uh as I tried not to panic because they're like a angry sock puppet. You know, when, when we were kids, we went through one of the drive through safaris or whatever, yeah. and we had a giraffe. I think that's that what he's form. describing. Yeah. 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 Like, and uh, we had a, not that exact one, but we had a giraffe <laughs> that got its antlers, the little horn thingy, right. like stuck in the car, and it panicked and shook the whole car. And we were like little kids just freaking out. Yeah. It was pretty scary. Yeah. We had an emu. Martha Kelly was driving. It was way back when I I still lived in Austin, and we we had a bunch of animals on this show that we did, and it was a disaster. But one of the emus was reaching into the through the window, and a camel from the other side of the car lifted the emu from his neck way up in the air and dropped it on the hood of the car and totally oh, dented in Martha's car hood, like body <laughs> like a wrestler body slammed it. It was insane. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I just forgot. imagining Martha reacting to it, that sounds like a you know, <laughs> TV commercial. Yeah. Uh, just a low-volume, monotone scream came out of her mouth. Just oh. like a, ah! <laughs> 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 but yeah, oh, Martha. <laughs> the one, uh, not to go back to what we already... Bad, no, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say Martha is the kind of funny where she says things where she knows she's being funny. And then she says things that she just is being Martha. And it reminds me it's it's the same thing as I've been seeing with Jennifer Coolidge lately. Yeah, And that's totally. that there's people that just cannot help but be hilarious, even when they're like unhappy and not trying to even be funny. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right about that, because I would we would kind of laugh at Martha's behavior and then forget a few days later when she was on stage that she had control of it like a genius person. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, well now I feel bad for laughing at her at that party. <laughs> look, look how much better at stand-up she is than us. Yeah. Yeah. Now she's now she's sitting on a set watching Adam Driver bleed out. Yeah. And, well, uh, <laughs> oh, what what's that? What is what is she? Did, now? You didn't see Marriage Story? Uh, I did. 
I didn't yeah. realize she was even in it. Yeah, he she's like his uh you know, she's there to uh because he wants custody of kids. Oh, right. So of she's course. there like to inspect his life and he just right before she gets there, he cuts open a fucking artery in his arm. Oh, of course. And so he's just bleeding all over the place and she's Martha. So it's the funniest thing. She scene just in the gave movie. her her standard <laughs> emu scream. <laughs> uh, I don't think she screams. She's just sort of like do you think you should go to the hospital? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, what I haven't seen because I don't like uh, sexy teenagers is that uh, Euphoria movie. But apparently, yeah. Martha's she's like, like a, a badass yeah, in it. Like, she's like a drug kingpin. I love it. It's it's so funny. All the times I saw Martha wanted to stop doing comedy because she had a sick cat or something. <laughs> and and she would like go back to Austin. She just kept. Now she is on these shows, and she uh, is doing stand up again. I love it. It's she it's, can't run from it. She's too yeah, funny. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I want her. She loves the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie, so I, I wish they would uh, make one where where she's like the you know the Chipmunks friend that goes through. Oh the my god! Please. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, when, when she... she was uh, last time on our podcast, we, I just made her talk about the different plots of each chipmunks. Yeah, <laughs> she really, she really knows those movies. She does, <laughs> like the back of her hand. Yeah. Uh, all right. So another uh, great comedian that uh, we uh, know and that you work with, Chris, is Karen Kilgariff. Yes. How long have you been doing the, uh, what's it called? Do you need a ride? Yeah, it's kind of insane that it's been uh, over seven years. Wow. Just because I remember when we first started, because we did, I didn't know her very well. We were getting to know each other in the car. But um, I'm, I'm really anxious for us to get back in the car because we have been doing it like this over Zoom since, since COVID hit. So, oh yeah, get no back rides. in the car. You I know. know I re- is I it tr- bad for the audio if the windows are down? <laughs> no, it's. I think it's still a. Uh, I, I, we're being legally worried about getting people sick in an enclosed recording space. Yeah, but yeah. But I think we were out of the woods there personally. And, and so I really would like us to start driving again, just because that was the best part is, you know, during any podcast, there's, of course, going to be lulls. And it seemed like every time we'd run out of something to talk about, a bike would dart in front of us <laughs> or a guy would get punched out at a bus stop or some delightful thing had happened where we'd have it <laughs> redirect the conversation. So. I, I want to get back. What about uh? Well, you know, maybe a more uh, environmentally, like what about uh, doing it on a bus, or maybe how about instead of do you need a ride, just do you do you want to go for a walk? <laughs> Not a bad idea. Just <laughs> a, a a responsibly distanced walk, where you know, you know, uh, kind of like the Beatles going across the street. Yeah, yeah. But, just, you know, just cross back and forth the same street the entire interview. Uh, they uh, it's a good idea what's her uh, Michelle Balloon used to have a podcast called Walking with Michelle 
and uh, I did, did it with her. Yeah. I did it at Six Flags. Oh, I uh, thought I was going to say either that or Disneyland. I remember yeah, we that. did Six Flags. So I think she did Disneyland with somebody else. Uh, but um, or maybe it was just easier to go to Six Flags. But because uh, Disneyland, you know, a podcast from Disneyland, you'd be listening to complain about waiting in lines, whereas. Yeah. You go the right day to Six Flags, it's kind of empty. So, but she would she would go to a different like thing where you walk around with her guest, and she just had this whole rig on her and uh, a microphone, and uh, I thought that was fun. It is great, and it's there's probably all these different versions. The funny thing is, I didn't know that while we were starting that podcast, Seinfeld was doing the same thing on something called Crackle. Uh, and so they, we started at about the same time. His Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee mm-hmm. uh, was already like online somewhere. But we, uh, uh, we so far not one person has said, hey, you stole that idea because we don't get coffee and right. there's no video. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, also, uh, you know, you've just if let's say you did rip it off, you took out the two least interesting parts because they always have to. T- talk about the car and they always have to talk about the coffee and the guests never have that much interesting to say about it yeah. uh, you know in the case of the cars jerry's just standing there jerking off on it yeah. and uh you know it's just like whatever yeah who's gonna <laughs> okay, get okay rich six- guy <laughs> yeah this is a volvo but the engine is a mustang yeah only yeah like only jay leno would get excited you know <laughs> just fucking sit down and talk to eddie murphy i mean that that one alone i just you know, because aside from the, uh, the sort of slick gimmickiness of it, like, you know, someone like Jerry just talking to another, you know, huge yeah. comedian. It's just that's just fascinating to me. It really is. And and the Steve Martin one. And to see that those guys are a little more laid back and lighthearted than Seinfeld. Like, I expect. Yeah. Like, I really liked Eddie Murphy, and I like that he admitted he was kind of frightened to get back into stand-up and not be as good as he used to be, all the, like, admitting vulnerable feelings, and yeah, I, I really, it made me watch Beverly Hills Cop again, one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> Yeah, he can't. Uh, he can't seem to get back into stand up because you have to. Pr- you have to start with not. You know, with not a great. Uh, you know, great material. You ha- you have to yeah. start off with. But but I think he's so funny and charismatic, and people be so excited to see him do a set yeah. that that just buys him so much. All he's got to do, because the other thing he doesn't have to do is he doesn't have to make things up. He doesn't have to have opinions about you know. Uh, trans people or whatever right. like he, he doesn't have to get into that he just all he has to do is talk about his life yeah, and talk like, about like if he just told stories about making any like if he's just like sandwich. I'm gonna tell you about making Bowfinger I'd be like yeah. holy fuck this is gonna be hilarious you yeah, know like yeah, yeah he's just funny right. he's just a funny dude <laughs> you know yeah. Pluto Nash I want to hear all about Pluto Nash yeah we gotta get the behind the scenes of Pluto Nash <laughs> Yeah, yeah he, whatever it takes, whatever, whatever you got to do to get up there, Eddie. But I, I feel like he's just going to keep putting it off and never really do it because yeah, he can't do it the way he used to. And he can't really pull a, a Richard Pryor or somebody because, you know, he's still sort of got a, a mainstream career. He's still just in big movies. And, you know, like so he, he's not going to go out there and really talk 
really talk about, you know, things that have gone on in his life. Um, what does he have? A million kids? Yeah, that's the thing. I that's think a he's troublesome also move. <laughs> overtly a, wants to do family friendly, no swearing, no uh, with a with a kiss of spirituality type movies, and that's that's uh, not how he used to be. So I, yeah, there have been some me. bad ones. That movie, A Thousand Words, where Eddie Murphy, the most entertaining, fast talking guy. <laughs> <laughs> is cast as a guy who uh, can't say words anymore. He's run out of words. Oh, no. Yeah, that's why it's called <laughs> A Thousand Words, because when the movie starts, he's only got a thousand left, and once he's said them all, he can never speak again. Who the oh, hell? That God. makes me furious. <laughs> so, so even when he's got a thousand words, he's trying to parse them out. You know, he's not trying to use them. <laughs> so he's like, it's a lot of pant- it's like Eddie Murphy frantically pantomime. Oh no! That's yeah. the worst. I wish I, I know. Right? It's bad enough that he talked to the animals twice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I kind of have to see it though. Uh, no, you just... don't really. Just watch a clip or the trailer or something, and you'll uh, be like, "Oh, okay." Because it's like a family movie too. Like if it was, you know, like that's one of the things that's fun about his nutty professor is that you know when he's that buddy love character, like, yeah. Jerry Lewis couldn't swear and stuff, but uh, you know Eddie Murphy can. So you know, I even uh, like it when the in that episode of Family Matters, Matters when Urkel became slick, cool Urkel with dates. <laughs> <laughs> I love that switcheroo. Anybody, mm-hmm. anybody that does a nutty pr- professor parody for any reason, I'm I'm absolutely behind it because. <laughs> Because that first Jerry Lewis movie is so insane. It's insane how nerdy he is. And then insane how he just becomes Jerry Lewis at, you know, the Jerry Lewis who everybody really knew at the time, which is a guy that thought he was really cool or at least wanted people to think he was really cool. He got tired of playing the stumble bum and he wanted to be the cool guy. So him just overdoing it in every direction is it's an amazing movie (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh i I love it's too bad that guy you know hated women so much and was so quick to anger yeah hey miller (laughs) didn't we 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 watched some amazing movies at your house and it (laughs) and it was all stemmed from my infatuation with mac and me um the first thing karen kilgariff actually and i ever did is screen this movie mac and me which is a parody of eat or it's just a remake of et it's a bad redo of et yeah when and i have a lot of mac and me artwork in the house you know now now et's retrospectively the parody of the two like et's making fun of mac and me yeah yeah they they feed each other now but it's like a long mcdonald's commercial yeah instead of reese's pieces there's skittles yeah like everything in it is replaced with something else but it has that famous that paul rudd is always throwing two ways on a the 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 kid in the wheelchair riding off a cliff uh yeah just the whole movie is filled with bizarre stuff like that but then they doug showed me there's so much more out there Oh yeah, munchies. <laughs> munchies is like the Mac and Me for Gremlins. Oh, it's right. Roger there were a lot Corman, of those, actually. There was there yeah. Was, uh, Gremlins had that was back when knockoffs were like you know much more plentiful and obvious. Well, it totally surprised me that Roger Corman was went from being a sidekick with Tim Conway 
uh, you know, rolling his eyes when Dorf would tip over uh, <laughs> to to be making those kind of B movie. Like he made yeah, the skateboard then... kid with Dom DeLuise as the yeah. voice of a, a talking anima animatronic skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> and Roger Corman's like producer. It's it's almost like he got into porn or something. Yeah, it's a weird turn. Yeah, the skateboard yeah. kid, if you haven't seen it, a kid down on his luck, his skateboard gets struck by lightning and suddenly <laughs> comes to life with the voice of Dom DeLuise. It's beautiful. <laughs> and it's on YouTube. You can just watch it. Uh, Great. I, I Great, forgot. but are we are we talking about Roger Corman or Harvey Corman? Sorry, Harvey. Who's oh, Roger? maybe Harvey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Harvey. <laughs> Who's Roger Corman? Roger yeah, Corman was a, a movie producer who produced a lot of B-movies. Oh, a well lot of cheap I movies. Think, I yeah. think we saw both of their names in the credits. I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah, and that totally would have made sense that there was fewer hot rod bikini girls. <laughs> but no, Har the yeah, the Tim Conway's yeah, sidekick. That guy. Yeah. And he's yeah. in the movies too, which... Yeah. Right. So you know, I'm not confusing the two anymore. <laughs> oh, thank God we got past it. God, you must have been <laughs> so wondering what the heck we're talking about. Yeah, I uh, you know I just I I don't like to drag the, the corrections department into these conversations, but uh, <laughs> sometimes you want to be clear just to avoid uh, you know messages from people telling telling us how dumb we are. Um, um, yeah. I love that. They Google <laughs> later on and then let you know the actual information in a feverishly yeah. long Facebook message. Oh, yeah. They might include a link. They might include a <laughs> meme of someone rolling their eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a GIF, I mean. They might include a GIF. Um, but, you know, I love GIFs, especially yeah. around the holidays. <laughs> but listen, Chris. Yeah. Uh, before we discuss your name, which is because that's what we're here to do today. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I, I have a question for you. One more question before we get to that part. And it's uh, about your tattoos. Yes. How many of them are there is the, is the first question. I Technically, there's three, but uh, the third one is a cover-up of the very first tattoo I got. So it's kind of two now. All right. So that's the story. What, it, what was it? And now, now what is it? Well, it was a, I went on a uh, date with a girl that I'd been talking to on uh, MySpace back in the day. And uh, uh, we were on the boardwalk somewhere, San Juan Capistrano or something. And she dared me to get a tattoo. I'd never had one. And we, on our first date, got matching tattoos. Oh, of God. Our, she's like, you have to get a heart somewhere on your body. <laughs> so I got a less than three, sort of an inside joke. Because at the time she texted me that and I didn't know what a less than three. It's like, is that like a ass with a birthday hat? She said, it's a heart, <laughs> you, you, dummy. you dummy. And uh, so I got a emoji, emotic, whatever. Uh, yeah, less than yeah. three. Yeah. And then, we, of course, that lasted only a few weeks. So later on, uh, for a segment on a show I worked on, I, I was at a tattoo festival. And I interviewed a bunch of tattoo guys. What should I get it covered with? And it's just a montage of them all saying skull or rose. And then finally, <laughs> one guy's like, how about a Band-Aid? So I'm like, that's a great idea. So he tattooed a Band-Aid covering uh, this representation of a. Oh, so the guy who made the actual good suggestion got the gig? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it, it was for TV, so he did a really quick, painful job. Uh, <laughs> and we did, we just uh, aired like a, you know, a, a fast, sped up uh, time lapse version of it. But man, it hurt. And then uh, when my mom passed on my chest, I just changed the subject, by the way. When my yeah. mom passed, I got her name kind of on my chest, like, uh, you know, kind of like a Johnny Depp type tattoo. It says Lynn on it because her name was Lynn. And I, I actually like that one. It's just on my chest. But yeah, I've always I mean, wanted to. to well, it'll work out great if you meet someone named Lynn, right? I mean, I, that's happened before. If any Lynn or Lisa, <laughs> my sister's name is Lisa. It's real hard to date. <laughs> it's hard to get past the first five minutes of like, you have my mom's name and now I'm thinking of my mom. <laughs> As I slowly take off my pants, you are my mother. <laughs> yeah, I can't get past that. I know, but anytime you meet a Lynn, that's got to feel interesting that I don't know how often you meet a Lynn. I don't know if it's a popular name now, but uh, no. like just the idea of just being able to rip open your shirt and that person's name is there. Oh, it's... yeah. I would be, <laughs> it would be the biggest street magic trick ever. P people yeah. would run freaking out in the streets of New York if I did that trick. I yeah. was in a comedy club in LA yesterday and uh, he was gone by the time I got there. But the guy that books the gig texted me, David Blaine is here doing magic tricks at the bar. <laughs> and it's like I don't think David Blaine goes any to a bar anywhere without doing I think he just does magic tricks everywhere like yeah. on people yeah. and they probably not, there's probably not even a wager and he's probably not even making any money off of any of these people he just likes going around blowing a, people away he's addicted to illusion yeah <laughs> but also he's addicted to that you know the thing that Seinfeld used to say about magic is it's like uh you know the magician's always uh, such a dick about it yeah yeah you know he's always like I'm better than you because I can because I can do magic and it's like no it's a trick <laughs> yeah you, you just learned how to do a trick you tell me how it's done I probably could do it yeah they do they do the trick and then look at the person and then like are you are you <laughs> look at them like they're a piece of shit for believing? And like in the case of David Blaine, people just like it, it's so spooky. Some of the shit he does to people that they just like start screaming like the reaction is so big because it's just they can't believe it. The guy I was talking to said like he took a dollar bill from a guy and everybody learned this, this the uh, the you know, the uh, the number on it. And uh, they. uh and then and then David Blaine bit a corner out of the, the dollar. So now I'm already disgusted that he's taking dollar bills from you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> and then he, you know, and then, of course, uh, eventually, you know, and then he destroys the dollar and then the dollars in somebody's pocket. And then David Blaine shows them that he still has the little corner of the dollar in his mouth. He takes it out. And then it fits perfectly, and it's the original dollar, and you yeah. know everybody, everybody goes crazy, and it's just like, yeah. So there's a trick to it, and once he knows how to do that, I don't understand, you know, I, as a performer, what's the hard part for him, you know? Yeah, I really don't. <laughs> I and I think I don't. I always say, oh, I'm not into magic, like I don't. And I went to the magic castle, and some guy with a stain on his little vest. 
blew my mind. I, I was like freaking out. I was, I'm way more into magic than I thought I was. I was like, <laughs> and I knew that it was just a close up sleight of hand. I was missing uh, something that he was hiding. It wasn't transporting dollars into other people's pockets level. It was just like, Hey, where'd my walnut go? I'm like, you're a witch. you know i guess that's why something like the magic castle can exist is because people do come back for more but it's yeah. like i just see people get like they, they seem angry that you know like they just lost a competition or something yeah. uh, when, they, when they get tricked you know they're just like they because this guy i was talking to last uh, about last night after i got to the gig he started talking about it and you could tell like it was like he might as well have gone skydiving that day. It was the kind of thing where he just had to talk about it some more. Oh wow! Because uh, it's so you know what I mean. It's it's so you just can't. How did how did he do it? Well, it's a trick, and you're gonna have to live with not knowing. Yeah. <laughs> or you're gonna have to meet some, meet a magician who's you know loose lipped and thinks you won't tell anybody because yeah. That's you know, magicians are pretty secretive. Totally. And they decide there's like a as a group, they've decided do not give any of this away. Even if someone yeah. gets gets you drunk, don't tell any because I've never heard any secrets. No, it's like they have a nerd. Well, there was that TV show for a while where uh, a masked guy would would just show oh, how yeah. tricks are done and made magicians really mad. Oh. But that was, you know. That was the earlier. That's the equivalent of now when a comedian goes super hard right just to get some attention. Right, right, right. <laughs> he was just, uh, you know, a magician that wasn't working. So he's like, well, I'll just fuck up everybody else's scene. <laughs> I'll just tell everybody how all the tricks are done. And that lasted for a while. And I think it's because he just went through all the basics, you know, yeah. all the big ones. And then and then after that, it it just faded because, you know, like, there's only so many tricks people are interested in finding out how they're done, you know, like a lot of tricks are just, yeah, the guy's good at manipulating that. Like when somebody does right. a trick with the balls between the fingers, it's just like, yeah, yeah they got like four of them are like half balls and yeah. they're good at moving them around. So it looks like they have five balls between their fingers. <laughs> yeah. I got that trick as a kid and I just could not get the manipulation part down because my hands are so small and stupid. Yeah, yeah, I've I've been into those in those magic stores where they try and sell you tricks and show you how you do them. Uh, I mean, yeah, I and some of them are just like, yeah, you could just do it, and then and you as long as you just also throw in a little gesture, like with a little flare or whatever. Like I was a uh, a, a magician at kids' parties when I was, uh, you know, in my mid-teens. I'd do parties for like, oh, wow. you know, eight to twelve-year-olds or whatever. That's amazing. Yeah, I had business cards and oh, that's and awesome! Rabbits and the whole deal, oh, and uh, yeah, and you know, and like you know, thought I was being really smart putting the word, word prestidigitation on the business card, but of course, spelling it wrong. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, and I was uh, I was Douglas the Magnificent. Oh wow! No uh, way! Yeah, and the big finish was just making a rabbit appear in a fiery pan, which is just like the the lid just has a space for a rabbit to hang out, and it's real easy to do. But everybody's like, "Wow, a rabbit!" And then uh, the kids all gather around and pet the rabbit while I get my check. Oh, that's great, man! And you were it's I crazy was just in my teens when I was getting yeah. paid to do that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I think because I used uh, to hang out in malls and drop caricatures of people or or paint windows for christmas like 
all the business I would drum up as a kid. And now I'm an adult and I'm so lazy. I just would <laughs> never do that or, or even follow through making the little business cards. It's like we had so much hope. Um, yeah, but also we didn't have, you know, there wasn't uh, internet or whatever. So you really yeah. did think uh, people aren't going to remember me unless I hand them this card. Yeah. Totally. And uh, did you, when you painted the Christmas windows, did you tell people that uh, Chris was short for Christmas? <laughs> I should, I, it was, <laughs> I very much should have had Chris, parentheses, Christmas, Fairbanks. Uh, <laughs> or just spelled it, yeah. Chris um, K-R-I-S like Chris Kringle but yeah, I did well, I put got... my phone number up and then people would call me that's how I got business when I lived in Austin yeah those, those uh, people put up those flyers where you uh, serrate the bottom into little pieces of uh, phone numbers that people could tear off yeah 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 <laughs> I, I, I do usually do that every time I'm missing a kid <laughs> yeah anyway nah come on uh, you gotta do I, something. You gotta do something. That's the bare minimum, because uh, you know law enforcement. You're just gonna, you know. I've seen the movies. You go down to the station. They're not gonna help you. Yeah. You gotta. You gotta get out there and do it yourself. You gotta hit but, the streets. You gotta yeah. figure it out yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how all the best. Uh, that's how all the best missing person cases are being solved these days. It's just totally. by somebody who decides to figure it out. Grassroots. Um, that's how they found Jessica in that well. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we got to do a break. Okay. Um, because this thing is a runaway train and we're we're way past the halfway point. So yeah, I'm, a, uh, I'm a bit of a windbag. <laughs> we're going to do a, uh, a, a break and we will be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We're back. I hope that was uh, reasonably <laughs> painless for everybody. And uh, but speaking of pain, I want to go back to the band aid tattoo. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so that. the the the, the uh, baby butt ice cream cone heart, whatever you want to call it, that you yeah. had to begin with, must not have been very big. No, it was red. It was like an outline. Uh, because I did kind of want a red line tattoo. I kind of like line tattoos if I were to ever get one. Uh, but it was just of it, literally a less than three. And it was on my ankle, the inside of my ankle. My reasoning was I wear socks every day, even if I'm in Hawaii. Uh, sure. So it, it's usually covered. But uh, the Band-Aid went over it and he did it so quickly 
I'll send you a picture. It really looks like a corn dog because it's kind of <laughs> shaded for some reason. So it it kind of looks, looks like a penis puppet. It really also looks very much like the tip of a penis, especially if it's peeking out of my sock. It's like oh, a no, penis yeah. friend that, that lives in my shoe. And they, he, he, he comes up for air and people are like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, oh, it's my little shoe dick. Yeah. <laughs> Dick's got to breathe. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, can't hide all day in my sock. <laughs> but it, um, <laughs> it's because I tried to, it was so poorly done and the Band-Aid was like brown and gross that I scratched it a lot and oh. kind of tried to to get rid of, and I did get rid of a lot of the color, but in the process, I shaded it accidentally <laughs> to look exactly like a corn dog slash penis. So... Uh, Most people either, think I have a, <laughs> a penis on my ankle. It's way worse. It's either a stickless corn dog or a penis. Yes, um, yes. I've seriously thought about having mustard above it, squirting onto <laughs> it, or just go ahead and just go through with it and get it balls. What? What? <laughs> and it's it's obviously like it's probably bigger than the original tattoo uh, uh, as a cover up, right? Yes, but that's so why you end up I, committing more. You commit more to the idea of a tattoo while you're trying to get rid of another one. Well, what's cool is, uh, and he did it on purpose. Uh, he kind of let the red of the original tattoo bleed through, so it does look like a band aid on top of something bloody. It's really disgusting, actually. It's a disgusting because <laughs> it's a bloody band aid, or it's a, a dirty old corn dog, or it's a, or it's a severed penis. It's it's a real triple whammy in the in the gross ankle uh, tattoo. Yeah, I can't believe we've been referring to it as if it's not a severed penis because it <laughs> isn't attached to anyone except for you and your uh, your ankle. I uh, will send a photo after this, and you will laugh hard because it very much looks like a penis right now. Has Karen Kilgariff seen this tattoo? Yeah, it's something that would uh, disappoint her. I I don't know. If, or I think early on in our in our friendship, I maybe showed it to her back then. But it, it would get a real eye roll these days, except that it was something from my past. Uh, if I did, if I got this tattoo like tomorrow, uh, yeah, she'd be disappointed in me. I heard uh, Karen was hospitalized with doing an eye roll one time. Like she really, <laughs> it's when she the, eye rolls you, you know you've been eye rolled. Yeah, it was a neck. There was a neck brace involved. Now, yeah. so how does Karen Kilgariff like? Uh, she's got like what's the timeline? Was your podcast with her before she started doing the murder one? Oh yeah, good question. We were doing, we had, we had uh, Georgia Hardstark in the car. And uh, at the time, I think she had like a Food Network type show. And they just, while I drove the whole episode, they talked about true crime and both found out they were obsessed with true crime. And, and during the podcast say, we should start a podcast. And then <laughs> I, at the very end, they're like, within a year, we'll be millionaires. Now, they didn't predict that. But, uh, but that, that, yeah, they met, maybe they knew each other before, but yeah, she was a guest on, in our first season and, and, uh, as that was blowing up and they were on world tours, I, I was, I was really happy that Karen just kept doing her other little one with me. 
and uh, over time, you know, a lot of those murderinos <laughs> came over to her other goofy podcast, which I always want them to hear it because she's such a hilarious, con- she's like a master communicator when it comes to, because I'll not make sense all the time or I don't finish sentences as I've shown today, but she's always knows where I'm going with something, you know. So, uh, yeah, she's she's a smart one. She's yeah. smart, funny. And uh, do you think she ever do you think she ever says on the murder show, you know, like, hey, we got some. Uh, uh, so what do you call your fans of do you need a ride? Would you call them riders? Yeah, I, we I got think some riders. Uh, <laughs> they call themselves because it's Dinar. They call themselves Dinar Soars. Oh, but, wow. But that's oh. not that's not something I came up with. It's hard to even enunciate it yeah but, uh, they're dinosaurs or dinarinos oh man <laughs> that's but, nice yeah yeah and they're always nice like nice women that listen to podcasts at work and are like really appreciative it's it's great when you're used to like when i go open for doug stanhope that's another doug Mm-hmm. Or Daniel Tosh or some, you know, I used to open for those guys and they'd just be drunk dudes yelling, you know, catchphrases and and throwing beers. <laughs> it was like, I don't think I want to become a famous comic. Like, <laughs> especially Dave Attell's shows, they all he had like quit drinking and they would bring up yeah. Jaeger. Yeah. And I was just opening for, you know, I'd, I'd stay off to the side. But uh uh, man, I I was I was a little worried about, you know, if you became a famous comic, what who shows up? But I got real lucky because of Karen. So. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it, you you end up getting a lot of whatever it is you choose to uh, talk about. So for me, I'm lucky. It was it was weed, right? Yeah, uh, uh, worked out pretty nice. But I You're could right. see. You know, in, in Intel's case, he quits drinking, and 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 to this day, there's probably still people going, "Let's do a shot, man." You know, yeah. Like, and that wasn't even his. You know, I he his standup was always so goofy, and fun. he made me laugh always. He's always been one of my favorites. Yeah, he's but, the greatest. But that show, the the travel show, where he, I mean, that was, uh, uh, you know, bad for his. Health. <laughs> Imagine yeah. pitching a show that it's like, hey, good good news. I got a show. Bad news is it'll shave 15 years off your life. <laughs> just, just, yeah. Uh, but- yeah, I don't uh I, I don't even get the like the one time appearance on uh drunk history. Like the idea of you know where your job is you need to get trashed. Right. Uh, that is so scary and gross to me. It was for me too. And I, when I saw my good buddy Henry Phillips on there, and uh, he he drinks a lot last night. I don't think he drinks much at all. But he got so drunk on that where he like fell into a bush, and uh, oh, God. He could it, I? It really like bummed. He me could out. have really like, hurt himself. Yeah. Or yeah, or it's suddenly it's liver or kidneys, whichever goes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, you're right. It it did bum me out uh to see that but um it's a funny show but i just couldn't get i mean they never asked me to do it anyway but i so i didn't have to think about it but i i just like getting that drunk intentionally i I, you know getting that drunk because you're at a wedding or something and you you end up having too many that's one thing but like to show up and 
hey, it's the start of your day on set. We need yeah. you to be fucking <laughs> trashed. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's in your contract. You're right, though. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm reached a point in my life where I'm like, only at weddings or a birthday. or it's, I'm trying to figure out the days where I, you know, will have more than, you know, my standard seven drinks. <laughs> the old standard seven, please. Yeah, when you I, yell when you walk into the I'm, bar. I'm okay. I, I I'd should like have. seven, seven, and sevens, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I love Vegas. Yeah. That's also the number on my lottery ticket that I'm going to stare at while I get hammered until I can't even read it anymore. So. Yeah. 50 minutes into the program. Let's talk about your name, Chris. Okay, yeah, of course. <laughs> Very common name. Yes. 1975 when I was born. I have just in my small town, among my crew of skateboarder friends, just in that group of 12, there was there was uh, four Chris's. Oh, 25%. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. So everyone four had to have nicknames. Well. Chris Bacon became Bacon. Uh, Chris Lamb became Slammer. Uh, and I I just stayed Chris, even though I wanted to be CJ. No, CJ never took off. I thought maybe it's going to be Penis Foot, even before the tattoo. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> and I, I get the tattoo later in life, so it finally made sense. <laughs> I don't get it. I got totally normal looking toes, and they call me Penis Foot every day. <laughs> uh what well, yeah it's uh it's crazy how i was thinking about it beforehand we always ask our guests like did you know anybody with your name growing up or now or you know how how much time do you spend around people with your name and there's a few people we've spoken to who have you know so-called common names like john or whatever there but, is, uh, there's a comedian actor i mean he is an act, he was on hunter and stuff but he was on these comedy central promos uh when i first moved to la his name is christopher fairbanks there oh. there's a there's a english actor named christopher fairbank that's in like he's in batman he's like the guy that shoots uh the parents in batman he's that oh, okay. gunman and he's in uh, he's like a soldier in the fifth element. He's but he's an English actor that is like renowned. Uh, but and we're actually related. But this Christopher Fairbank came to my show when I first moved here and I was at M bar trying to get on comedy death ray, you know, uh, and uh, he said, we have a problem because of IMDb credits. And uh, I was like, well, why don't you just keep being three feet taller than me and bald and <laughs> 20 years older and I'll keep just doing stand up, And we never had any overlaps, but he kind of became a friend, you know, I, I kept in touch with him, but literally my first and last name. So yeah, it's. Yeah. Well, why don't you like uh, tell him, Hey, Oh, why don't you, you know, he could pull off Christopher. You're not a Christopher, but he seems like a Christopher. Right. I seem more like a Christopher. He was a older, more established kind of, he looked like Bull from Night Court. It's like a tall, bald guy. And I'm like, you should be Chris. I want to be Chris. I was actually thinking of changing it. But, uh, nah, I, I, but yeah, I guess Christopher Robin is he kind of a youthful, but I don't yeah. know. Any Anytime you get the longer version of a name, especially on a British dude. Yeah. 
You know, like there's that actor Christopher Eccleston or something. Eccleston. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, Christopher is. Yeah, it's just just go back. Christopher this. Plummer. Yes, I'm yeah, sure all that's... his friends called him Chris. And anybody that walked into that sphere, like you ever around somebody that you just think of them by their long name, and then their buddies all uh, call them a cute short version of their name, and it feels weird. Like to see someone call Christopher Plummer Chris would make yeah. me uh, freak out. <laughs> yeah, like when people. Oh, I got a, I got a story about De Niro. Anyway, Bobby showed up. At, it's like Bobby. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, when they call De Niro Bobby, you know that. Yeah, they like, call him little kid names. That's how close. We yeah, are. <laughs> he probably De Niro would probably give him a look. Uh, yeah. If he knew he was sitting around calling him Bobby behind his back. Um. So yeah, Christopher, I, you never yep. adopted that, and no one did anybody ever try to call you Topher. Um, uh, Martha and Michelle call me Fairby, and that was when <laughs> Fairby is one. But uh, believe it or not, in my hometown there was a Topher already. Oh, okay, I'm not kidding. He worked at the <laughs> snowboard shop. He lives in Bend, Oregon now. He's a good friend, but he was Topher. So, okay. but that was later in life. That was like I was already out of high school, so. I just was Chris, but I'm telling you, I was open. I, I wanted to have a nickname. I even asked my parents to call me Scott for uh, when I was like in kindergarten, and they, and they called me Scott for like a month, and then I was over it. But I always wanted <laughs> something different. What about uh, you never tangled with Chris with a K, K-R-I-S? No, that seemed like that was for ladies. That's yeah. like at it. You yeah, know, you got to be your last name has to be Kringle or Christofferson to pull yeah, it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't, no one tells you about Christofferson until later in life when you discover his music, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you discover him and Bobby McGee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so your middle name begins with J? James, yes. Chris. Christopher James Fairbanks. I mean, that you have a classy name start to finish. Well, it's an English, yeah. Uh, uh, very disappointingly, uh, when we did the Forever 21, Forever 21, that's a store. That wasn't even a joke. <laughs> uh, what is it called? Ancestry thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, me, and 23. You, me, and Dupree. Dupree and 23. Yeah, yeah. Me, myself, and Irene, when we sent our blood test in. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm boringly just English. I'm like, it's just. Yeah. I, I thought her. there'd be some Irish. I had my fingers crossed for some Native American because half my my great grandpa lived on a reservation in Montana and was part of this tribe. And so we always assumed because of where he lived and how he looked. Uh, but no. I am uh I'm just a boring Englishman. I'm gonna call you uh my new nickname for you is Chrissy Jim. Yeah, I love it. I love <laughs> Chrissy Jim. I love it. No one's ever <laughs> taken those two turns. Chrissy Jim Fairby. <laughs> uh I mean Fairbanks, you know, you got that's just cooked in classiness because of Douglas Fairbanks, speaking of Doug's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also a relative, however, wasn't his real name. It was a stage name that he got from his like uh, mother's maiden name, I think. But still, oh, even the Fairbanks part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like Douglas uh, something else. 
All right, let's make something. He was Douglas Finch. Yes. <laughs> um, and you've uh, have you been to Fairbanks, Alaska? Also, yes. A distant relative of mine went there and named that town. <laughs> I did not know that. Did a little research. This guy really? was a vice president to Hamilton, I think. And he, because someone uh, sent me, hey, you should buy this Fairbanks uh, $5 bill. It was up for sale. Uh, but it was expensive. It was like an actual <laughs> minted. It's like getting a commemorative plate. It's like, what are yeah. you talking about? But it did make me research that there was a Fairbanks that was a vice president. I think for Hamilton, I, I could be wrong. I'll get a angry. That's uh, crazy. Cause I was reading the other day about how uh, Anchorage, it was named by someone named Chris Anchorage. You're kidding, please. You are, of course, you're kidding. Should I have gone with Should I have gone with Chris Nome? Well, I, that's the thing. If we had video, I would I would see it in your eye. You, I know, I would see your deadpan delivery. But it, I'm just looking at a photo, and you're wearing sunglasses. I know, right? It's I all, can't. It's, it's all a mystery. It could yeah, this could be real? Poker facing through the. Uh... Oh, the other day I watched you were so you were so young, and it, I think it was on the A list where. You, you did that oh, job where you're like, I've done comedy in five states, sober, <laughs> high, drunk, anger. sober, related, depressed, California and Texas. Yes, thank you. Thank <laughs> and I wrote that when I wrote that joke, California and Texas have been the only places I. Uh, that's I why I laughed so hard because, of course, we at that point you weren't <laughs> out on the road. It's a great joke though, and that's great. I always forget that I knew you from that before knowing you in real life, like. Because I used to watch, you know, what all yeah, those comics. All those shows. shows. Yeah. There was that's how I am about so many comics. Before I started getting on those things, like even at the improv, I like watched it all the time. Yeah. And so like when I'd meet like a Rick Overton or somebody, they weren't totally. huge. He wasn't huge, but he was like he was a guy that was on even at the improv a lot. So like I was a, a huge yeah. fan. Even um, after Mr. Show came along, that uh, anytime I see Bob Odenkirk, he's the guy I saw do Abe Lincoln. On <laughs> on on the A list, and the audience was like, "What is this guy doing?" And he just, <laughs> oh, it was so great. And I was a kid. I'm like, "Oh, that's the best. That's my favorite comedian." That was so yeah. weird and funny. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's always been great. And uh, yeah. um, okay. we gotta go. Yeah, is, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I, so I, fast. I, don't apologize. I perfect. trampled all over the premise, and I, I didn't give no, any good name. Perfect. No, no, it was perfect. We, you know, oh, in but... fact, we could we could turn you into a two parter because we didn't get to so much of it. But uh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, it's not a. Uh, you did a great job. What would you like to plug? Uh, the episode a, comes out tonight, so anything a, like um, this weekend? You anywhere? Um, I am in. Uh, many places in march uh milwaukee uh the bell house in new york uh and another place just go to chrisfairbanks.com <laughs> i believe it it's milwaukee uh new york and damn it i should know but i i don't have it in front of me i wasn't prepared also watch this uh there's a film on uh, all the streaming networks called the disappearance of toby blackwood uh, starring you two guys. Uh, yeah, now thanks, you're buddy. doing our plugs. Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> that, yeah. I was trying to buy time to see if I could find my schedule, but 
Oh, okay. Well, we we we, we can do our plugs, and then you can do your uh, your sketch. Okay, uh, cool. Doug. Yeah, like he said, find the disappearance of Toby Blackwood on all <laughs> streaming platforms. Uh, Chris, by the way, played a weirdo survivalist like me. We just got like I, I had no idea. It's so weird. And he showed me clips. It was insane. It, it was so it, funny. It's so. It was the only difference is your guy is actually a conspiracy theorist that is that is wanting to live <laughs> up. And I was trying to get viral and I didn't know what I was doing and had <laughs> bought a bunch of equipment at REI. But other than that, all the like running and evading ants and all that, like it was so Speaking funny urine. to see that. It's why we're friends. We got similar brains. <laughs> uh, oh, and find a Fart Safari album near you. Wherever you find Fart Safari album. Okay, Green Bay. Jeez, I'm in Green Bay, Wisconsin, March <laughs> March 23rd. <laughs> Milwaukee, March 24th. It's Milwaukee-ish, yeah. And oh, Chicago, okay. March 26th. Okay. Weird, I was just there. Hopefully they want to see me again. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I came back too soon. Oh, boy, it's only been four months. <laughs> Snafu. <laughs> Don't have any new jokes. Oh, I'm a fraud. Anyway, come see me live. <laughs> uh, will do. DouglasMovies.com is where all my live dates are. And uh, Chris, we always end every episode with uh, the, what will become the title of the episode. I say, as always, and then some phrase, and then we post it, and it says okay. that. And then it says, with Chris Fairbanks. So I was thinking... <laughs> do I come back with that? Do you have any? Well, anybody can really, but Doug, do you have any? Did anything happen? Do you need a Doug to make you think of one? Um, do you need a Doug? What do you mean? Do you need a ride? Oh, ah, oh. <laughs> I thought you were asking me if I yeah. needed <laughs> what I was asking you for. Uh, do you need a Doug? I love it. All right, cool. Okay. As always, do you need a dog with Chris Fairbanks? <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs>